0: Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com. Good morning. Good morning.
1: morning. Jerry told me... uh, as we were talking this morning, that he didn't much care for my preaching, but he has a friend who does, oh. <laughs> and so he sends her, he sends her my James, <laughs> and her name is Karen, and so Karen, love you, honey.
0: <laughs> Janet. Janet.
1: Janet. Janet. <laughs> what did I say? Karen. We were just talking about Karen and what that means today, huh? <laughs> It's not good. And my middle name is Karen, and I was telling Sandy, I take offense at some of these new words they're coming out with, or not new words, but the meanings that they've applied to the new words, the old words. Anyway, whatever. dresses like Iris does see that's my that's me (laughs) so a man was hiking along not watching where he was going and suddenly he slips and he falls over the edge of a cliff but he's able just at that last moment to grab a hold of a branch knowing he can't hold on much longer he calls out for help is anybody up there yes I'm here who's that the Lord Lord help me do you trust me I trust you completely Lord good let go of the branch what I said let go of the branch after a long pause he says is there anybody else up there There will come a time when you will need to trust God completely, especially when life hurts or gets difficult. And at this time in history, just like uh, Teresa was saying to us, that there is so much unrest and confusion and stress, anxiety, wars and rumors of wars, threats, oppression, manipulation and lies. We need God for his truth, his sustaining power, and his faithfulness. You know, we can trust God. Paul says in Second Timothy 1-2, because I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I entrust into his care for this day. You know, we make a choice every day. We trust him or we choose not to trust him with the whatevers, and we all have whatevers in our life, <clears throat> we make that choice based on faith and not by feeling. And even when life doesn't seem to make sense, we can choose to trust the Lord. So what is trust? The Hebrew word for trust is batak, pronounced ba like sheep talk. Perfect word for us sheep, right? <laughs> It is to trust, to be confident, to be secure, to be bold, and to have hope. The words trust and faith and believe are synonymous. My dictionary says, one in whom confidence is placed by proof of their integrity, their ability, their character, and truth. To expect with assurance to rely on and depend on that they, whoever you put your trust in, will not fail with their performance. You know, I try really hard to be one of those kind of people that others can trust. But sometimes I fail because I am human. If you wanted to prove who I am, you just have to look into my wallet. And I brought just a few of my cards that, that I have in my wallet. And you know, it almost gets hard to close that, that thing. Look at these things. They all have my name on them that says, I am Linda K. Malik. I'm legit. My mom and my dad signed a legal document at my birth. My schools all have records on me. (laughs) The government knows me by my tax records. And my DNA is mine alone and it can be authenticated. But if you want to know if I can be trusted, You have to go to the people who really, really know me, those that I have had personal interactions with. Who is it that we can trust implicitly? It's the God of the universe. God is such a personal God that he tells us who he is and that he wants to be known right from the very beginning of the book. He reveals himself in and through scripture, history, and his people. You just have to open his credentials. That's right here. This is God's credentials. To find out what kind of a God he is and that he can be trusted. In Numbers 2319, it tells us that God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? nehemiah 9:17 says you are a forgiving god gracious and compassionate slow to anger abounding in love we're told again to the faithful you show yourself faithful to the blameless you show yourself blameless to the pure you show yourself pure as for god his way is perfect and the word of the lord is flawless psalm 75 the lord is good to all He has compassion on all he has made. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving to all that he has made. You also have to listen to the stories of the people that know him down through the ages. Those who have had personal interactions with him. Adam and Eve had a perfect life with God. He provided everything they needed in the garden. They trusted each other, and yet everything changed when Satan planted a seed of doubt in their minds, but we'll visit doubt later. Abraham was promised a child, the promised one, and Abraham believed and trusted in and relied on God for the birth of his son. And When God asked him to sacrifice Isaac, he had to choose to trust him again. And then to trust him that he could raise that child from the dead. Moses trusted God to lead his people from captivity to the promised land. Even though the people, you know, were unfaithful and didn't trust him at times, God remained faithful throughout. And David, as a teen, stood up against a nine-plus-foot giant named Goliath. What were David's credentials? He told King Saul, who was shaking in his boots, that he had killed a lion and a bear. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistines. And David declared to the giant, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of (coughs) the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. I didn't go it didn't go well for Goliath that day because he had a splitting headache.
0: <laughs>
1: Daniel was framed for work for worshiping his god by two bad men. They lied about him. And they they finagled away that the king made a law that nobody in his kingdom was to worship any other king or god but King. King Darius. And when the king went out to see if he was, anyway, he was thrown into the lion's den, which was one of their popular ways of punishment and dismemberment. (laughs) When the king went to see if he survived, he called Daniel, servant of the living God. Has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? And Daniel answered, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because i was found innocent in his sight nor have i done anything wrong before you o king the king because he was so fond of daniel was overjoyed and gave orders to lift daniel out of the den and when daniel was lifted from the den no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his god peter had to trust the lord to save him from drowning and Paul had to trust Jesus for his eyesight and then for the thorn in his flesh. The woman with the issue of blood had to trust Jesus for healing. And Jairus had to trust Jesus for the life of his daughter. And you also have to trust God for the things you're going through. I remember that when my husband was killed by a drunk driver, it was the most devastating time, one of those Hard times you don't think you're ever going to get through, but you can only get through with the help of the Lord and by putting your trust in Him. Now, that doesn't mean that I wasn't angry at God and He was a big enough God that He could take my anger. And I, and I learned through that, that He never turned away from me and He brought me step by step through the, the process of grief. He took care of my children. He brought them through it. I saw his hand in every every area of that time where he, I was literally riding on his wings because I could not have done that. And you have, who have experienced grief, you know it's a hard time to get through. But only in trusting in God and his ability to lift you up on that rock. On that secure place on that dependable place on that reliable place are you able to get through some of the things that we have to go through and I know some of you are going through some really really tough times you're going through the whatever's of life so by experience we learn to trust God Romans 9 states that the one who trusts in Jesus will never be put to shame He won't be disappointed. There are some things that scripture tells us not to trust. Here's a short list. Don't put your trust in princes, idols, man, riches, neighbors, brothers, family, deceptive words, extortion, yourself, chariots and horses, gold, or wolf. All of those things cannot be trusted because they can fail. But we can trust God. So what happens when we don't trust God? Well, it's called doubt. We're undecided or skeptical about. We disbelieve, we distrust. It's a lack of conviction or certainty. And it's an uncertainty. We have reservations as to the worth or fitness of a person. Not worthy of confidence or trust. With every choice comes a consequence. And I already told you that trusting God is a choice. It's not a feeling. Just like in the garden where Adam and Eve was taken care of by God. When we doubt... We are removed from God's presence, His protection, and His promises. We suffer from a bad case of disobedience and rebellion and our world shrinks and revolves around just ourselves me, myself, and mine. We will turn to other gods instead of the one true God. and humans have the propensity to make things into idols and worship only them. Another thing we do to try avoid in putting our total, complete trust in God is by making up excuses why we don't. Hey man, there's only one person I trust, and that's me and my hunting dog. <laughs> Well, God didn't answer my prayer the way I thought he should, so why even try? Why even go there? I mean, it's not going to come through for me anyway. Trusting God is okay for weaklings, but not for me. Believe me, you... Oh, it says, I'll trust God when I need to. Believe me, you're going to need to. The Lord says, today is the day of my salvation. So let today be the day that you commit yourself totally, implicitly, no doubt or reservation to trusting God with your whole life, every nook and cranny, the hard times, the easy times, the droughts, the rain. Remember, it's a choice and not a feeling. Ephesians 2, four. we were by nature objects of wrath but because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy made us alive with christ even when we were dead in our transgressions it is by grace that you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves it is a gift of god not by work so that no one can boast For we are god's workmanship created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do Now I believe that some of those good works uh, is to trust the Lord. And we trust him because he's trustworthy. We rely on him because he's reliable. And we depend on him because he is dependable. The Lord never changes. He does not waver. There is no shadow or turning in him. He's unchangeable, the same always, and can be trusted with all of our yesterdays, all of our today's, and our tomorrows we're told to taste and see the lord is good and i say taste and see that the lord of all things can be trusted and so can his word jesus the word was the best promise ever fulfilled by god and today is Psalm palm palm sunday and it was a commemoration when jesus entered jerusalem Riding on a colt. And God had promised the Messiah would come to save them. Even though they were expecting Terminator. (laughs) Here comes this man seated on a little baby donkey. But God had promised the Messiah. And he could save them and he would be there for them. They were expecting him because he had prophesied about 513 years before. That's amazing to me. God's promises do come true. His prophecies do come true. In Zephaniah 9 9, it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Jerusalem. Shout, See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey, and he will proclaim peace to the nations. I'm going to read Matthew 21, 1 through 11. They have been in Jericho healing the the blind man. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me, and if anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your daughter comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt, placed their coats on him and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. And Hosanna means save. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee, and he's so much more. Those are my words, because I have tasted and seen that he is so much more than just words on a page. He is real, and he wants to be known. The word of God can be trusted because his word is proven trustworthy. God means what he says, and he says what he means. And he's the one that brings it forth it's, and he brings it forth in a way that it is his way and his will and his timing and they are all perfect and they are for all times and they are for all circumstances it's designed for me, to be for our blessing and for his glory that's how he answers us Jesus showed up just like he said he would we can trust his word. Jesus died just like he said he would. They have proof. He rose again just like he said he would. And he did. What I want you to take home with you is this. If you have a piece of paper or a write in your Do hickey. <laughs> You can always trust a man who is willing to die for you. And that is what Jesus did for each one of you. And we can trust him now and tomorrow and forever with holding on to us. Not us holding on to him, but he is always holding on to us. Is there anyone that wants to testify to maybe some something in their life where they where they had to trust god don't be shy the sentence goes i trusted god when Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Prayers prayers
0: have been answered. (laughs) So I've trusted God
1: when there was no other way. Just absolutely no other way. Not anything man could do. But only God. And it's hard. It's hard because we're very visual people. We like to see, you know, see the trust. But to blindly trust takes a faith that we don't have and so if you're like me the only thing I can do is God help me to trust you because in my nature my natural humanness I'm going to doubt what I cannot see amen Joyce thank you excellent someone else I trusted God when
0: Thank you. I trusted God when um, a month ago this year, last year, he fulfilled a long-held promise. God had always told me that someday I was going to live by the coast. And uh, it was feeling further and further away. The older I got, the more crowded Southern California got. And then uh, our son moved up here and started sending pictures from up here. And God said, that's the place. Mm -hmm. And in less than two months, folks, we sold things from 30 years of marriage and life uh, Talked my boss into a whole new way of doing business that allowed me to come up here and work remote. Um, we had a estate sale and <laughs> I mean, there was none to be had. Somebody said I just bought the business. I can do it now. Uh, our house sold the first weekend it went up. We put a bid on a house up here and got it. There were nine bids. Got worked out all the details and. From him speaking clearly to me on March 12th, I think, we were up here living
1: May 27th. Hallelujah. We are so blessed to have you, that's Lorraine. What a neat lady <laughs> she is. You should get to yeah. know her.
0: She's so that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yes. Sharp name.
1: I trusted the Lord when
0: Uh-oh. Somebody's
1: pointing a finger at somebody. <laughs>
0: Yes. I think maybe a 180 degree turn of the question might be appropriate. The issue is not my faith in him, but it's God's faith in me. Mm-hmm. And that is the supreme issue. And so many times in Christianity and in Christian circles, they get it all backwards mm-hmm. by looking at how my faith is in him. It's his faith in us. He's the one who joined the human race.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you, Russ. That was very insightful. Yes. He's the one who created us, not right. we create him. Right. Amen. Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it make you feel good when you can say, God does this for me? Yes, Joe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With all I've gone through, mm. I have to trust God and I've been in points of being terrified and God says child to me
1: trusting God stronger now than ever before happens that way, huh? Our trust, our faith, our belief—it grows. It's able to grow as we experience more of God and more of God and more of God, Him taking care of us. Thank you, Joe. You're a blessing to him.
0: <laughs> it's Anyone in the room that hasn't said enough for once? <laughs> Well, I can just say that when my husband died unexpectedly, um, you are in a world that you don't understand. Um, there was a worst snowstorm and rainstorm we ever had. Edwin Spanini hit get to him. And the next door man took away my water rights that I had for all the years we lived there. Um, and we had a, a storm that hit that froze so bad. It blew up all the pipes in my house and through the barns and everything. I was collecting water in a bucket. And so I agree with this story. I don't know that I had the trust, but I saw him taking through the whole thing. They, they stopped any checks and everything we had, so I had that much money to work on, and borrow money from Joe and treatment, my daughter to even be able to bury my husband. And I looked at the other side of it and go, I you really that. You know, it was like, you did it. Yeah. And then I'm like Joan right now. I don't have the answers to my problems, my cancer problems. But I'm going to say ahead of time, I'm trusting him with this whole thing. Amen. Clarity
1: for God my Yeah. You know what? It's always easier to doubt than it is to trust. That's the I don't know. That's the, the bad side of the story. Is that we do, we can doubt so easily. But man, hang on allowing God to hang on to us uh, that's that's the key right riding his wave being in his rhythm of grace and thanking him all the time you know that's one thing is we thank God continuously it says in the Bible he hears that he loves to hear you say thank you that way he knows that oh they know that I can be trusted when they thank me they appreciate my care for them and uh, anyone else? I keep looking at Teresa Janoski. <laughs> she's just not getting the hint.
0: <laughs> okay, say the line for her. Say the line. Set it up.
1: Set no
0: up no the problem. Line.
1: Okay. Anyone else?
0: <laughs>
1: then I'm going to pray. No hands? Okay. Lord, I just thank you. Thank um, you. You are trustworthy, and you are true. Not much in this world is that, but you are. And um, I just thank you for these wonderful friends of mine that you've given to me. Bless each one, Lord, as they come and go during their day. Lead them in your way, lead them in your will. And lead lead them in your timing, Lord. And always help them, Lord, to be looking to your promises, to see them fulfilled. And I just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.